Coaches, welcome to this episode of the Mesh Point Podcast. We're excited to share a new sponsor for this season, Watch Game Film. The simple way to watch, exchange, and manage game film. We understand that ease of use is paramount to productivity, so our platform provides you and your team with the right video solution so you can focus on the game you love. Our intuitive player includes instant replay, slow motion, play loop, rewind, and more. Plus, our platform includes video telestration and commenting features, enabling you to convey clear coaching points to your staff and athletes. When it comes to sharing and trading film, our Excel platforms offers many ways to exchange with your friends, conference, or opponents, even if they're using other film management systems. Plus, we make it easy to communicate with your own team with the ability to message user groups, individual teams, or even contacts outside your team. We know the importance of highlight reels for athletes and recruiters. A highlight tool allows athletes and teams to create the ultimate highlight reel and show their talent to the world. So what about costs? Our packages start at just $100 a year or 50 bucks per season for on-screen and in-text. and That includes unlimited film and unlimited users. Our mission is to help coaches and athletes succeed without forcing them to spend limited funds on overpriced software. Ready to get started? Go to watchgamefilm.com. Again, that's watchgamefilm, all one word, .com, to discover how watching and exchanging and managing film can be both simple and affordable. This episode is sponsored by GameStrap. If you're in the need of a sideline replay system, look no further than GameStrap. GameStrat has the fastest sideline replay system on the market, and they provide 24-7 customer support. Their systems can be used for multiple sports like football, basketball, and volleyball. Bottom line, making in-game adjustments equals winning more games. Go check out GameStrat on Twitter, at GameStrat, or on the web at www.gametimestrategy.com. We'd also like to mention a new sponsor of the podcast this year, Just Play Solutions. I know most of you know about Just Play and how they can take your game preparation to the next level. From scout cards to player quizzing to installs, Just Play provides coaches with football playbook and game planning tools to prepare faster and engage with today's athletes. Make it a party to check out Just Play this offseason before your league opponents do. Visit www.justplaysolutions.com, sign up for a free demo, and let them know we sent you. episode of the Mesh Point Podcast. Tonight we have Coach Eric Ludden, the head coach at uh, Massaponics High School here in Virginia. Coach, how you doing? Good. How you doing, Matt? Well, we're doing great. Um, we're glad to, to have you tonight. Uh, just want to kind of kick it off, maybe talk about, you know, your background, um, where you played, uh, how long you've been coaching, and kind of how you got to, to Massaponics. Okay. Well, it's definitely an honor to um, be on a podcast I just, uh, just love that. Um, we 
running run the option for quite a while and uh, we you know, really have a strong belief in it for a lot of reasons and well, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later um, you know I started out at coaching at the high school that I played at um, in, uh, at Jeff Stewart High School in Falls Church Virginia and I was there for uh, seven years as an assistant I was an Started out as a freshman coach, then an O-line, then I got the O.C. job, and then uh, the next six years I was the head coach there. Uh, and uh, ironically, we were talking about the little family a little bit earlier. Right. I had twins, and I was the offense coordinator. We were in the state semis. My wife went into labor that morning, and oh, wow. I the game. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go to the hospital. Absolutely. And, uh, so missed the game. Uh, lost 35-30, great game, um, but that kind of established, I guess, my priority, young coach, um, right. you know, and that kind of directed me ever since. So the whole family thing, um, when I was in my 13th year at Stewart, I was getting, my oldest son was getting about to be high school age, and uh, I had a choice to make something for you to give up coaching or move to where he was going to school. Uh, so I, um, I found a job out in the uh, Fredericksburg area and it was actually Cortland High School. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so uh, I got that job and, and midway through that year I found out they were opening a new high school and the principal that hired me said, you know, would you like to come to this new school? Uh, and I said, sure. It was five minutes down the road. Massaponics High School, and so I've been there since it opened, and that's 22 years. And uh, overall, I've been a coach for 36 years, and uh, uh, still, still love it. Still uh, get enjoyment out of it, and uh, so I'm not sure how long I'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, coach, man, you're you're still passionate, so hey, you know, keep it going. The kids need you, that's for sure, uh, particularly this day and age. So yeah. My wife says I have three years, so I, I don't know. She's <laughs> well, she probably wants to have you home a little more, right? Yeah, so, that's and, exactly And right. that's yeah. fair to her, right? So, mm -hmm. Well, so um, talk about, you know, I mean, I know over those, you know, 22 years at Massaponics, 36 total, right? You've had some, some hard decisions you've had to make, some things you've had to reach out to people and ask questions. Who were some guys over the years that – you know, you've really leaned on as mentors to kind of, you know, help you through those times where you needed some help there. Well, you know, one guy that, that really stands out, um, one of the, the he, you know, when I went back to my old high school uh, to coach, uh, several of the coaches that I had were still there. They were my coaches. And uh, one guy in particular, his name was Stu Singer, and he was the offensive coordinator. Um, and he had approach uh, he was a math teacher and he was just a really smart guy and very analytical um, you know he wasn't a natural football guy but he was a natural teacher and um, I felt like I you know I would have to choose him you know, as, as one of my main mentors um, you know he was there for me whenever I had questions uh, when things came up you know X's and O's for sure but a, a lot of it uh, philosophical 
stuff and, um, you know, kind of guided me in a certain direction, I felt. Um, but, I, you know, being a head coach, I was a head coach at 29. So at that point, you know, people are looking to you for answers. And I didn't have a whole lot of guys there, you know, guiding me that way. So I really sought out help a lot of times through you know, observation of other coaches and how they did things, um, and, and through a lot of reading, basically. Um, I know that, you know, there was a great book uh, uh, about Bill Walsh. That right. I, I thought that, um, and I, I think it was called uh, The Score Will Take Care of Itself or something like that. Yeah. And, and it was a great book, and a lot of his philosophies I felt lined up with some of the things that that uh, I believe and we believe in Masponics. And then, and then I'm always searching out uh, other coaches um, and getting ideas from them. Um, I know, like Brent Davis, I go up and, and talk to him a lot at Army. I've known him since he uh, coached my son, Travis, at BMI. Uh, Ron Boyd and Brent Thompson at, uh, at the Citadel have been really helpful. Um, Years ago, we used to go to Wofford a lot. And, uh-huh. uh, Mike, uh-huh. Mike Ayers. Yeah, uh, great guy. Awesome and yeah. really open. Um, you know, you could just sit down and he would just exchange ideas with you all night. And, uh, so guys like that, I think, you know, always always helped me along my way. Yeah, it's nice to hunt and find and pick and choose and look at stuff over the years, you know. And those guys, like like a Mike Ayers for sure, right? Help you, you know, any way you could think of it, right? Would just help you any way, correspond with you, call you, call him. I mean, you know, and and I I'm from South Carolina, uh, played at Clemson, and uh, mm-hmm. I'll never forget. Um, I guess I was coaching there at the time, and we did a co clinic together with them, and uh, he talked about his philosophy about you know about how he acts. He asked his kids to be, you know, with his within his program. He was you know, ex-military guy and, uh, like black belt. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, the no earrings, the haircuts and the, I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty impressive. And, uh, so I'm with you on, you know, being able to s- kind of find like-minded guys, right. Mm-hmm. That are, you know, going to adapt those philosophies and have, you know, some of the same stuff you do. Exactly. So that's, you know, guys like that too, I think they really kind of put their ego aside. And I mean, I was nobody high school coach coming up and he, I think he pretty much invented that shield punt. Right. And I asked him about it, and, and if he didn't just, he sat down for like an hour with me, yeah. just going over the rules and everything. And it's just like, wow. I was, you know, I was impressed with his knowledge, but also just because uh, he was accepting, kind of accepting me into the fraternity of coaching, and hey, yep. I'm going to share with you. And it was, as guys like that, I just have t- tremendous respect for. Yeah, I do too. I mean, free giving and and want you to be successful. Yeah. It's, uh, and what a job he did. I mean, he's at a, a tough academic school. Yep. And always, you know, in the mix. And, and oh yeah. Hope. Yeah. I mean, built it. You know, went. You know, NAIA Division Two up to one AA was there through the whole part of it, and uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, it's neat that that you were able to connect with him because uh, those guys are sort of die, sort of becoming rare breeds these days. So. I know it. I know it. <laughs> but but uh, guys like that, I you know, uh, take some inspiration from and absolutely, and, uh, absolutely. Try to be like them a little bit. 
Well, Coach, tell us about Massaponics High School. You know, uh, I, you know, mentioned earlier, kind of near around uh, Fredericksburg, but uh, you know, how many guys you know typically come out and play, and and you know, how big is the school, mm-hmm. things like that, for guys that'll be listening. Yeah, well, um, as far as Fredericksburg goes, um, it's kind of smack dab in the middle of, of uh, D.C. and Richmond, and so if you go back to your Civil War history, uh, it was kind of the doormat. I mean, it was troops going north, troops going south, and decimating the place. Well, when I first started, it kind of reminded me of that because the recruiters would just go right through Fredericksburg to Richmond or D.C., and when really, you know, we were pretty small back then. Right. But now, it's not the case. Uh, Fredericksburg area is really uh, grown. It's got a lot of talented kids, and there's a lot of really good uh, football coaching in our area too. Well, I, I hate to admit because I have to play against them all the time, but <laughs> yeah. some some really good uh, good programs in our area. Um, you know, we're right now we're around 1,700 students. Um, we were 5A, but then this past year when they um, looked at the numbers, we were bumped up to 6A, and we were close to 2,000 kids. Well probably two months after that they decided in our county to redraw the lines oh wow yeah so (laughs) we were already locked into 6a and then we were down to like 1700 kids so um which is more like 5a but you know whatever if you get to the playoffs everybody's good oh yeah i don't care i don't care what level it is um but so i would say on average, we probably have around 120 kids in a program, um, you know, and it, it varies, you know, from year to year. Right. Uh, but it, that's probably uh, about right. And we have a freshman team, JV and, and ours. Okay, right. Um, and and so now let's talk a little bit about, you know, option football. Um, what's it look like for you guys um, and how long you've been running it at, at Massa? Well, how long have you been running and how long you've been doing it at Massaponics, right? Those are well, probably two different things. <laughs> yeah, this thing kind of morphed. Uh, when I you know, first started as an offense coordinator, um, I think you always, I guess when you, you're young, you think you know more than you probably do, and, and you figure that out pretty quick that you need to learn more. And so I had kind of a, an offense that was a single back, we had some double option. We did a lot of throwing. It was a, a lot of mix of, of uh, different offenses, I felt. And then when I got to Massaponics, um, you know, we were looking for something because we were a brand new school that uh, we were put into a varsity schedule with basically JV players. Right. And uh, we had freshmen, sophomores, a few juniors, and virtually no seniors. I think I had one or two. Uh, that transferred in. So um, we felt like we needed to find something that could kind of level the playing field if we didn't match up uh, physically. And, you know, the first year we tried some, you know, kind of wing T type stuff. And then the second year, uh, one of the coaches had mentioned, um, you know, triple option, which I always loved option, but I always just ran a double option. Right. Uh, and, it was uh, morphed into triple option and no huddle. And, you know, the first year we did it, 
it was it was tough, but it was something that a lot of people hadn't seen before. Right. And so we felt like right away we were kind of leveling the playing field with um, the fact that we don't have to block everybody. Right. And that was the you know big selling point for us. And then back then, uh, wasn't a lot of people doing no huddle. Now everybody yeah. does it, but but yeah. it it, right. it it was another edge I thought at that point. So. Um, so it's been really 21 years we've been doing it, um, and we feel that even if we're not always the most talented, we, we're going to push up the physical, downhill uh, type of, of offensive attack, um, uh, speed. We feel like we can build speed even if we don't always have the size. Uh, you know, and the other thing is is ball security is probably something that these kids have night we constantly harp on it they right in practice they're they're not allowed to put the ball on the ground so after a play they have to come back the ball's high and tight and they have to hand it to a coach uh, and if there is a fumble in practice the practice virtually stops and and we have you know you know not a lot but maybe uh two or three up downs yeah. just to point out that we can't have that. Um, so, you know, those are the things that we, you know, we really uh, emphasize and we think that that's part of our success. Yeah, I like the idea of, of making sure the kids come back, you know, points of pressure, ball security, hand it to the coach, and then you take your next rep. I, I, mm-hmm. in, 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 in all your scenarios and practice, I think that's a great idea, particularly, right, you're, you're emphasizing it, right, so the kids know, right, and then you know that they start to realize right so they can kind of start to realize the effect of putting the ball on the ground right how it affects the team and all that's a really good idea i'm glad you brought that up yeah and the whole practice like even if you're doing a drill and there are a couple other drills in your vicinity if the fumble happens at your drill those other drills are going to stop too right right everybody knows that you know that just can't happen right we have to be on schedule with our, our drives, and we cannot win doing that. Right. Yeah, that's a great that's that's a great tool right there to be able to to work into practice, and and, and that, that's really good. So now, you guys running all the traditional flex bone stuff, midline, inside veer, mid triple, that kind of stuff. Are you running all this? Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, inside veer, uh, midline. Um, Midline triple, yeah. uh, outside beer, some zone option. Okay. Um, the toss. Yep. You know, all of that, um, and of course, you know, some complimentary plays. But we feel right. like um, on day one, you know, we'll take three or four. They're just the basic plays, and and hey guys, this is this is our bread and butter. This is what we do, um, and we rep it and rep it and rep it and. Right. I think sometimes that's probably why uh, some people stay away from this offense is uh, it does take a big investment. Um, yes, you're right. You know, it does. It's, it's expensive for yeah. sure. Yeah. And uh, and are you identifying your, your counts as numbers? One, two, three, um, you know? Yeah. We'll, okay. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll okay. call it number one. Okay. Yep. Uh, we'll call it, you know, either number two or, or pitching. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then three for the. Yeah. Secondary, yeah, right. Because some people have the old wishbone count. I didn't know how y'all did it, but 
but uh, that's that's good. So is that, uh, is what, that like outside in? Yeah. Or, well, for uh, the perimeter side of it, yes, yes. Yeah. Who, to figure out who three is, right? Um, when did you guys uh, um, start working zone option in? Has it been a while or recently? Yeah, it's pretty recent. Okay. I mean, we've, always, we've always had it in. Right. You know, I learned a long time ago. Uh, this friend of mine, uh, his name is Gene Bowley, and he, he coached at Indiana State. And at Indiana State, he was the O-line coach with uh, Ivan Jasper, was the offensive coordinator. Gotcha. He's in the Navy now. And so just by chance, I met Gene. And, and um, so we've been friends for a long time. And um, he introduced me to that. And, you know, it's probably – I mean, it is – so much more complex now yeah, with the way right. Army's doing it. Right. They have so many variations. Yeah. But basically, um, you know, we were pretty much zone blocking, and then the B back would be isolated on the play right. side inside right. and like that. So, but there's, so to answer the question, we've had it in, but I'd say in the last three years, we've really started to try to perfect it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. It's a neat play. Um, but but you're right. It does take some some preparation and planning to kind of add it in to everything else, you know. So it does. Yeah. It, it's it, there are some differences, obviously, from the you know the triple and the midline and things right. like that. But the one thing that is consistent is the the being tough up front yeah. and right. um, you know getting off low pad level and all that. Right. So I'm curious, uh, with all of that, um, you know, maybe talk about one of the non-option plays you guys are kind of utilizing as a as a complimentary play, either to get, you know, one of your guys the ball in his hand or maybe take some pressure off the quarterback, you know, if it's – if it's uh, or, or maybe even to kind of figure out how somebody's playing you, right? I mean, there's a lot of different ways to kind of use those things. But um, maybe talk about one of those that you really like. I think – you know, when you're looking at everything, like we said earlier, you know, with all the time invested in, you know, inside veer, midline, or whatever, you know, I think some people sometimes wonder what they can do to add a dimension or a wrinkle that can either maybe get a guy the ball that's been taken away or, you know, like I said, maybe to calm the quarterback down a little bit. So, you know, talk yeah. about that. Well, you know, when I'm – I'm thinking about that question, thinking about non-option plays, and I'm thinking that they're, you know, we're not, they're not reads, so right. I guess they're, they're not an option play, but um, we look at our counter plays, and we have a few of them. Some of them are counter options. Some of them are direct gives. Um, you know, I look at those as complementary. But also, one of the big ones for us is the down or, you yep. know, the, the belly G whatever you want to call it yeah. um, and that's a good compliment it's a direct give you can take some pressure off your, your quarterback for a play um, but we've also coupled it with with the toss so um, you know it's the same action for the quarterback yeah yeah and right. we, we put the, the the long motion with it mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and I'm sure you're able to, you know, also use that as a way to get the fullback the ball when he's being canceled too, right? So, you know, to get that guy the ball in his hand, so that helps. Right. Yeah. Cool. And that was that was what we were really thinking about. Um, you, 
you know, with the toss, out of flow. Right. And now we have this to to kind of complement yeah. it. Right. Right. That's a that's a great thought. I actually haven't thought of it that way. That's really good. Um, so what? Um, Come, what led you down that road? Just from the being able to manipulate defenses that way, kind of thing. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that the toss is a really, I think, is a really tough play to stop, and you right. have to you have to really commit, and usually you commit your secondary to it. Right. Um, and a lot of teams do a great job defending it, and so if they're flowing really hard over the top, um, it, it's a way to you know right. to kind of to answer that a little bit right um, so we you know we like that as one of our our complimentary plays for sure yeah it's a great one um, you know one thing we we hadn't been real big on um until the last couple of years is is just his own dive and yeah you know i spoke at a clinic one time and i went over what i thought were my five must-have plays and one of the first questions was Coach Houston mentioned zone dive, and I said, "Well, we haven't been real big on it, and we feel like part of the advantage of this offense is to be able to read. Now, it's it puts a lot on the quarterback for sure, but um, if there's a really tough three technique, well, let's read him right. instead of trying to one on one him. And right. so we we felt like the zone dive, you know, sometimes was tough in that way, but right i think more and more we're maybe we're getting a little better at it as coaches and right. so we're, we're having a little more confidence in that too yeah you know um it's funny you say that because um i've kind of felt that way too over the years where you know like maybe if you're asking a guard to you know single block that three right on zone dive and you know could he sort of do that right and uh, or or are we not putting that guy in the best position to be successful for the team right so mm-hmm. so i'm with you um and i think also that you know the if you have the right back that can read you know his action keys and, right. and you really can bend it or bounce it and i think that then it's also a good play for you too right it certainly can set a tone i mean i, I do think that's the one benefit of it right you can come out and really get after somebody you know, not necessarily have to read it that way, and then the, you know, get get your B back the ball. So, so right. I'm with you. Uh, well, but but I do like the reading aspect. I'm with like I, I think that's. I mean, right? You you just you know I, I coach quarterbacks, right? So I love to, you know, get those guys dialed in, right? That's the fun part of it, you know. It so, is. It I, really so, is. And, I'm with you. <laughs> and that's where I think sometimes the, um, I don't know the the feeling of the option quarterback has to be uh, the sprinter. Well, he, that helps, no, no doubt, but he's got to be a reader. Right. And he's got to be able to be cool enough to take what they give him, you know, and not have any predetermined notion of, of right. what's going to happen this play, you know, which is, that is the fun part of it. So um, I didn't ask, uh, I mean, I'm sure over the years you've been coaching, you've had to coach a bunch of positions, but if you, you know, if somebody pinned you down and said, Hey, what do you want to coach this year? What, what would it be? <laughs> well, I've, I've coached the quarterbacks for years, okay. um, but we all have two positions. And right. so we have one on offense, one on defense. Right. It's the way we've always done it. Right. Um, and I've got to say that, soft spot in my heart is for the old linemen right um you know 
I always would tell them um, in the, in early in the season in our meetings, you guys are the only true football players. And I would be coach, and I'm like, you know, don't get your name on the PA. You don't usually mention in the papers, anything like that. You're playing because you want to get down there and just scrap and, and get in the dirt and people around, and that's real football. So right. I, I always love those kids too, but, you know, yeah. I, I do work with the quarterbacks mostly. Okay. Yeah, those guys, they're the ultimate team players. I mean, they really, they really are. are. What, what They define football. They really do. You know, and I, and I, and I think that's probably what I love about the offense. Because you, it just won't work if it's about you. Right. And I, I think that not only is it a great offense, but I think it's our, our philosophy. I mean, everything we put, like slogans on our shirts or anything, it's, um, it's about team and, and unity and the, the brotherhood and, and all that. And I just think the two match up really well with this offense. Yeah, they, they really do. And, I, you know... Like, like we always say, you know, with, with, with whatever, with all the other things that parents and kids and coaches and teachers are, are kind of combating, right? So this really lends itself to really being able to show those principles of, you know, again, ultimate team sport, right? Like brotherhood. Um, you know, maybe we're doing something nobody else is doing, right? That kind of feeling of of bonding right you know yeah and, uh, yeah the uniqueness of it it sure. really promotes it it really does mm-hmm. so um i kind of already know the answer to this but hey do you typically use a tight end um and if so kind of how do you identify those guys um as they're coming through your program or are you kind of leaning towards using another lineman like an over tackle concept how, how, how do you mm-hmm. uh what do you what do you, what do you think in their philosophy well over the years we've done both yeah we always want to have a tight end and if we feel like we have i mean usually somebody that's it's not going to eliminate them if they're not huge but the bigger the kid the the, the better somebody is kind of a hybrid who can uh, be a receiver uh, but we also have some size where you can uh, get down in the box uh, we've had some in the past um that we could we could actually they were fast enough where they could bounce out we could split them out and spread and or we could bring them in in a tight end so ideally that's what we want um and they basically a lot of times they take the slots job for for their blocking scheme and so that we've always felt like that is the hardest position on the field for us is, is our slot we we make uh, they have to make a lot of calls um and and change up blocking schemes and and get the count and and kind of set everything and so the tight end is almost like a slot but uh you know a little bit bigger um so if we do have it we'll use it if not then we'll we'll go with with a heavy extra tackle and and um do you find those guys are are um so are they are they when when you're looking for those guys are you looking for a bigger slot or are you looking for more athletic linemen like what what kind of how are you sort of trying uh, yeah, just for question. you for your own yeah. program you know what are you trying to figure out I think probably an athletic lineman okay but, gotcha. but you know we want somebody who can who certainly catch the ball too right. because that that adds a whole new threat and a dimension to right. it if somebody in that tight is going to be uh, be able to run down the scene. Um. From a from a program standpoint, um, 
I mean, I look, there's no secret. I mean, anybody that listens to this, um, they, they're going to look up Massapons. You're going to know that there's success there. I mean, so, you know, um, but maybe talk a little bit about some program stuff that you guys do kind of in relation to the, mm-hmm. to the offense that maybe set yourself apart or, you know, maybe give somebody a nugget that maybe they're starting out in this, in this deal um there's something they can grab hold to you know as they're listening you know just Great. because you guys have been really successful so i want to make sure you know maybe there's one thing you could maybe just say or talk about yeah great great question um one of the things um we we like to promote certain areas uh, of, of the game and so one of the things that really obviously you got to take a lot of pride in is blocking and perimeter blocking because in a lot of offenses nowadays and and I really think college coaches are looking for a kid who not only um, can catch the ball run with the ball but also who's willing to go out there and jack somebody up on a block and so you know on the perimeter we have have an award and uh, it's called the PCP award the people's champ of the perimeter <laughs> and cool. so taking that or the wrestling yeah. world and so we have this this belt that every thursday we have our awards uh after thursday practice and the people's champ of the perimeter is is is, is awarded and <laughs> that's the kid awesome comes up he's you know holds his hand up with the belt <laughs> and everything yeah. and then he can wear that around school for the, that next week and you know, it's it's usually a slot or a wide receiver, and um, they take so much pride in it. I and, bet. Uh, you know, <laughs> if they win this award, that they, you know, they've earned it with knockdowns, with with a high percentage of their assignments completed, and um, you know, I think the emphasis is always on catching the ball. with with uh, with this adds a new dimension, uh, and I, I think. Uh, you know, it just shows with the, the way it motivates them out on the field, and they're, they're so proud of them. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's an awesome idea. Uh, I bet the kids get fired up for that. I mean, <laughs> being able to show the belt off, right, and yeah, maybe really maybe dig on a couple guys, hey, look what I got this while I knocked <laughs> the guy down, right? That's what it's about, knocking a yeah. guy down, right? So, right, because the first, the first few years we had it, we just got some little cheap plastic uh, Walmart belt, you right. know, WWE right. belt, but, but – so one of the coaches found some website that makes these custom belts. It, it really looks pretty sharp now. So uh, the kids love it even more. That's awesome. That is a great idea. Um, um, well, you know, as we kind of start to transition and, and talk about some other things, um, and then, of course, we don't want to keep you too long. I know you got stuff to do, but one of the things I always kind of want to talk about, particularly with programs that have been successful over a, a sustained time, right? Consistency is a big deal, right? You've proven yeah. that. You guys have proven that for sure in this state. Um, you know, talk about recruiting. I think some guys, you know, maybe have a, a little bit of a fear of, you know, hey, can I really have guys that are in this type of offense, you know, uh, move on and play college football? And you guys have had a lot over the years go on and play. Um, and not at just option schools. I mean, all, all over the place. You need kids at William and Mary, and all, I mean, all. I mean, I'm just throwing out this because mm-hmm. I know. But um, you know, t- maybe just you know, 
talk about maybe how to kind of overcome that stigma or how you guys have tried to or tried to or accomplished overcoming that stigma and um you know as you prepare you know players for the next level i mean i i obviously feel you know that this can lend itself to that particularly with the intangibles that come up through the program but anyway you it is you're right it's so true and i I feel really strongly about this, and I'm gonna really try to choose my words carefully. Um, <laughs> I, listen, I I did some research. I knew you were. That's why I asked this question. So, <laughs> so um, we can edit anything you need, Coach. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I, I think that the college coaches, and, and there's a lot of them that come through our school now. And right. like I said, at first they passed Fredericksburg by, and now I, I really feel like. Uh, we've established a good reputation and um, you know I'm not a big Twitter presence guy and I know that's the tr- and, I, and you know I do have Twitter and I, I try to retweet sometimes and compliment our kids because I'm proud of them and, right. but I'm not posting every single coach college coach that comes through there with, with a picture with him and things like that and <clears throat> so maybe People get the idea that they're not coming. I don't know. But um, I would say on average, we'll have four or five kids a year going and playing, you know, at all levels, not not Division One, but, you know, all levels. And, you know, um, I I think that, uh, well, let's look at it. There's a lot of aspects to this question. Um, I would say that. We look at run-oriented teams of, of all ilks. You, you have a lot of very successful high school football teams that run the football. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I could name a few. I mean, Stonebridge, for one, we, right. we played them a lot. And right. Ricky Thompson, they got they do a great job with a single wing. Right. And they have kids going all the time to colleges. Um, you know, all over the state, there are guys that do that. But let's let's look at you know one big aspect of this. I, I I think what we're really talking about is probably mainly the wide receiver position that people are saying that. And I got to be honest with you, I think that there are a lot of adults in, in this era. They're I think they're, they're kind of doing a disservice to kids, and they're giving them bad information. And you know, we feel like our I, and, and I know you agree with this, that, you know, when we came up coaching, that our community and our school was really something important. Yes. You saw them when you were a little kid and you wanted to play on that team. And once you made it, you know, win or lose, that was your team, you know. Yeah. And I think the trend now is, you know, if things aren't going my way, I'm, I'm going somewhere else. Yeah. And I, I, I was really happy to see um, – like I said, I'm not a big Twitter guy, but I did see this on tw- on Twitter. Right. I think it was uh, Saban who said, "Oh yeah, you know, we don't want guys that are going to two or three schools, right? Because it, it's it's a red flag and it's indicating something to them. What are you really committed to? You're committed to yourself, okay? Well, you know, that might serve you well, but it might not, and it certainly you, you don't care much about your your teammates. teammates and right. so I think that's something that." Some some adults are directing kids in the wrong way, and um, 
like the Bill Walsh book, he says, you know, you do these little things and you take care of these little things and the scoreboard is going to take care of itself. And same idea, you take care of your teammates and you have a successful team and you're going to get the gravy and you're going to get these offers and things like that. But um, the other thing I think would be maybe um, people might say in this offense, uh, running backs don't get enough touches or wide receivers don't get enough catches. Well, I can tell you, and you know, because you coached in college, that when you see a highlight tape, that first five plays, your first 30 seconds to a minute, you're probably going to know whether that kid is capable of playing at your level. Right. Right right there. And so statistics and things like that, those are secondary. Those are nice to put in the press release uh, when they do sign, but that's not making or breaking – the player um you know i think those are probably the main two things the positions wide receiver and running back sometimes to get that why that like stigma is attached to this but i think it's very uh, incorrect and unfair because uh like right now i have a kid who is a skilled player who's a wide out db uh slot for us who's, who's in the nfl right you know, he's playing for the Chicago Bears as a special teams guy, and he went to William and Mary yeah. and yep. uh, had a great career. And uh, what we ran on offense didn't have anything to do with, you know, <laughs> right. with it one way or the other. Right. Um, but you know, the only other thing I could think of, maybe sometimes they say, "Well, your linemen don't kick step," and so we have one now who's playing at West Virginia, and he didn't do much kick stepping for us, but. He showed a tenacity and getting after it and right. finishing blocks. And these coaches told me, well, we can teach him to kick step. Right. So can he get off the ball? Right. And is he nasty? And right. so, you know, I, I just think that um, I, I don't think it's it's correct that, that you can't get recruited out of this offense. Um, and one thing that I get complimented on by college coaches, and they feel like, and I don't, and I don't mean to sound like I'm going on and bragging about the program, but I, I do believe in this offense, and this is why I'm speaking out to the other guys that are listening and right. run this thing. Um, they feel like our kids are prepared for the next level um, because it's it's very demanding of your focus, um, your toughness, um, and your selflessness. And right. I think they they love those qualities, and they tell them all the time. Uh, and you know, if I felt like this was bad for kids, uh, I wouldn't be doing, I wouldn't be running it. Right. And, and, you know, that's why I've done this for 36 years. It's, you know, I love to win games. Don't get me wrong. But (laughs) what I look back on is this kid, when he comes back to our, you know, every year we have a, um, it's called the senior alumni picnic and we have it at my house and, you know, guys from the past and then rising seniors and they all are invited to it and when these guys come back and talk about camp and different things that we did and you know that's what's so important about this and that's why I love it and we always talk about team 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 and what can you do for the other guy it's not about you um, you know and when I see the inter high school recruiting going on yeah. now um, yeah. They're seven on seven leagues, and next thing I know, 
a coach is telling them, hey, you can't get recruited at Massaponics. You need to go somewhere else. Yep. Why don't you come to my school? Yep. And, you know, to just leave your community and, I don't know, there's a lot of ramifications to that. But um, it's lack of ethics, for one, Yep. Uh, doing the right things. Uh, and what are you teaching the kid? I, I mean, when I say something to a kid, I have, you know, this feeling in my head is like, what, what are you getting? What are you telling this kid? And is it the right message? Right. You know? and, right. and I got you, you got to be careful with that with kids. And uh, I just think that uh, to malign another program or say that that offense isn't good for you, you know, it, it's just it's flat out wrong. Right. Uh, and it shows to me it shows the level of ignorance of the game. It, it it sure does. And and I mean, let's face it, right? When, when 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 the chips are down and you've got to make a tough decision if you haven't ever done it you're not going to make the right one and uh you know i think there's something to be said for uh what this what this offense can provide your kids and and yes it, it definitely can prepare them for the things that coaches i think are are looking for now i mean you know let's face it i mean when you know there's not i mean I mean, there's a lot of programs, like you said, that'll run the football, but, like, get nasty, get your hand in the dirt, and get after it, right? Like, you know, guys are looking for those those type of players, and, you know, I mean, it's not easy to find, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I really think that's, you know, that's kind of a fading uh, yeah. attribute. Yeah, and, and I, you know, so I think this really does really lend itself to, you know, if you can figure out a way to kind of, make sure that you're you're getting what your philosophy is you know which again was about raising the kids right so we're extensions of the parents if that you know you know what i mean so or we're parents it just depends the situation but you know once you once you have the philosophy there and, and I, I really think coaches are looking for kids that are you know I, yeah. i'm with you coach i mean obviously we're, we're talking about yeah. option football tonight but well, i mean there's a deeper meaning to a lot of it you know what i mean it, it is so, i think you know certainly it's a toughness thing but um uh, there's just i mean you know about family and things like that right and sometimes they're true but sometimes they're not but i think this offense really uh directs kids in that way right you're doing something for the greater cause which is going to set them up um and, and in college coaches eyes i know that they they really like that because i'm sure you've seen it kids go off to college that first it's a real eye and it's tough and they don't give them the time of day when they're freshmen right and them to pick a kid who really is going to believe in something they know they're going to be able to get through the tough times right um and, i mean how many kids you know that we've seen that go their freshman year and they don't continue with it right um, yeah I, I just think that that's another thing that, that we're preparing for um and you know like i said i've been i've been told by some of these co- coaches that, that our kids that go into their programs, they say, you know, that we could tell they were ready. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I I believe it, and uh, you know, I know that even more importantly, I know our kids believe it. And um, you know, sure, we've had a few kids here and there leave, but the most part, 
you know, these kids are true blue Massaponics and, uh, and they really uh, believe in what we're doing. So, right. um, and, and, and I think it's important that they know that coaches believe it, they believe it. And so we just, we're all in it the exact same level. We just have different jobs, you know, right. I happen to be the coach, you're the player and you can expect best out of me. And I'm going to do the same for you. And let's right. just get this thing together. So. Well, Coach, before I let you go, a couple more. Um, the first thing is, you know, you, you're an established program. Um, you know, maybe one of your guys goes off to become a head coach. Um, how are you able to integrate a new coach into this, uh, into your program, into the offense? Or, you know, like maybe just talk about some ways you would you would do that, you know, because we, we do get those, or at least I do get those questions quite a bit, like, you know, how do I train a guy, right? Um, or it could be a new staff. But anyway, maybe just talk about that a little bit. And then I just – I got one more after that. We'll, okay. we'll let you go. I don't want to keep you all night. So. No, I, this is great. Um, I'm enjoying it. Um, I'll, I'll just start with how I look for And um, I was just talking to somebody the other day about it. And a, a nice, uh, really good resume is, is nice, but I – I don't need a guy to have, um, you know, been a former head coach or an offense coordinator or anything like that. The main thing is I need to know, are you willing to learn this system? Right. Are you willing to commit to it? And, um, you know, if that's the case and they're open-minded and they're going to get behind it, then that's half the battle. And now, now we sit down, we go over, you know, the, just from the, from the ground floor up, right. basics of it. Uh, and put it in simple terms, and then we, you know, then we build from there. Um, you know, and I, I never want to throw a coach to the wolves and just say, you know, you're, you're expected to know this. Right. Boom, there you go. And it's same, you know, it's the way we treat our kids too. You know, I've seen too many coaches over the years expect the kid to know something that they didn't teach them, and then and then they're uh, screaming at him about it, and uh, you know. I'm not going to do that with my coaches either. They're going right. to they're going to learn it, and right. uh, and I'm going to work with them, uh, with, you know, with patience, and let's let's get this thing done right, right from the start. Uh, and um, you know, and then the other thing is, I have some coaches, you know, I, I have had uh, quite a few coaches. Matter of fact, there's two that I have to play that that uh, used to coach with me. Um, uh, which, yeah. you know, I hate seeing them over there. I know, I, I, I I know those guys I know. and my yeah. friends and yeah. everything. But, but I have enough guys there that have the experience to now. Um, new guy comes in, and you know I can school him up on this part, and then coach will get him on on this, this part. And, and right. you know, we really, uh, I think, that shows a good chemistry too, which is, I, mean, I think, probably the second key to a coach you know you, you gotta you know you get I don't care about the resume you gotta have an open mind and then you gotta fit in with the chemistry right um, you can't get much accomplished if you guys are going in opposite directions right so um, but you know, you know I've got uh, one new guy now that, that matter of fact that just came on and um, he he's not familiar with the offense and uh, but he's really excited about it he's willing to learn it so we're gonna you know, we're gonna start schooling them up now yeah well 
Well, like you guys got established, right? So you've got cut-ups and things that they can go through and all of that. And uh, and that really helps. Um, particularly, you know, well, I mean, you know, you just, you have a body of work, right? You know, mm-hmm. some guys that are starting new may, maybe they do, I mean, maybe they couldn't get their film or whatever, but, but, uh, you know, I just, well, I just point when, you know. when I first started and we didn't have that, I was, I was definitely seeking help. I right. was farming out to, right. to you know, who runs this. Right. Um, so that's why if, if anybody, you know, if anybody listening and needed any of that, I'd be willing yeah no i'm i'm sure I, I'm, I'm matter of fact i'm 100 sure you'll probably get some guys reaching out and we'll we'll link your uh i know you're not a big twitter guy we can link your twitter or an email yeah. you know in the show notes i'll get that and get Both that out yeah. you know um for sure i you know i think guys are looking for high school guys um that can help them right it could be you know, uh, a practice component or anything, or something like that. But sure. definitely, definitely, uh, and I'm glad you said that because again, it's about paying it forward, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we we learn from people, right? So we've got to be able to to do the same. Um, how much you guys run a mid triple? I'm curious. We love the play. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I love it. Uh, I'm just curious if you love it as much as we do. <laughs> I will definitely do. Okay. I mean, uh, right. That was, you know. Um, I think the midline, whole midline came into play because it was, you know, teams in college were having trouble running against that three technique. So right. they started it that way. Well, um, you know, now it, now you're talking about reading two guys again. Yeah. And yeah. instead of the turnout block, you, right. you know, yeah, that's so, no, we love it. We yeah. love it. Certainly against some, some different fronts. Right. You know, we like, um, yeah. Can run it with the twirl motion and yep. or no motion at all, which is kind of a uh, you know tendency buster. A little right, bit. right. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I really think um, I think that that play has kind of pushed this offense forward. You know what I mean? And uh, you know some of the formations that are kind of popping up now too. But I really think that play's kind of helped push things forward. And mm-hmm. you know, it's. Yeah, could, it, it, it's I, uh, cool play yeah i think that um you know if a team is preparing all week to stop the the veer yeah and you teach a kid you know you're probably not going to be blocked you know you're going to have to do this this and this and then you come out with some reading somebody else right and you change those things it can kind of put a little doubt in their their mind of uh whether they were prepared or not right yeah, it's a great play. Well, listen, I you know we're coming up on an hour. I, I really appreciate you coming on, Coach. You know it's uh, <laughs> it's fun to have uh, uh, one of the few Virginia guys that runs uh, Flexbone here on the podcast. Uh, so it gets me excited to have you on. I've been wanting you to come on for a while. And I'm glad we could work it out. Um, and that you know we we'll look forward to get this episode out. I mean, I think you'll get a lot of guys reach out to you. I mean, you guys have been really successful and. Um, so I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you well, very much. Thank you. It, it's, it, this is, you know, really awesome. You guys do this. And like I said, it gets just hearing the word mesh, the phrase <laughs> mesh point. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. I really uh, appreciate yeah. you guys doing this and uh, uh, keep it going. That's going to wrap this episode of the Mesh Point Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. You can download or listen to our podcast at Apple iTunes, Spotify, or the Google Podcast app. 
You can go on and rate us if you think we're any good. And leave us some comments that you might think uh, you'd like to hear about in future episodes. Again, I'm Matt McLeod. You can reach me on Twitter at RunTheTriple. Again, that's at RunTheTriple. Our MeshPoint podcast uh, has its own Twitter page, and that is at the MeshPoint. Again, at the MeshPoint. You can also find me on FlexBoneNation.com. I have an option blog there and write articles and have plays uh, that can help you out particularly during the season. All right, Tony, I want you to let the listeners know how they can get you on social media. All right, guys, go to Three Face Football on Twitter, at Three Face Football, and uh, you'll you'll be able to follow my account. And um, the cool thing about it is, is every Monday we do something called Mesh Point Monday, and basically I'll post out four questions concerning a triple option topic. And it's a great opportunity for coaches all around uh, the country and uh, to, to get together and network and, and uh, get to know each other and, you know, we'll talk about some kind of triple option topic. So catch, uh, catch that every Monday, 8 o'clock Eastern. And uh, what you want to do is search the hashtag MeshPoint to see everybody's responses uh, to, to the four questions. Uh, like I said, great, great way to uh, build our networks and, and, and learn some things. It's like an ongoing webinar on Twitter. So it's real cool. Also, check out the website, threefacefootball.net. Uh, we've got some cool gear like Fear the Veer, you'll see in the background here. Uh, Fear the Veer stuff, uh, mesh point gear, and, and other things like that. So uh, go check out that website as well.